Hello, friends. It's Mike again, back with another FedCon mini-sode. Make sure you check out our big podcast, FedCon, Federation Conversations, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. My last installment was about Star Trek Three, so let's move to the next movie chronologically, Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, or affectionately referred to by many fans as The One with the Whales. So the burning questions about Star Trek IV. Where did this sausage link look and probe come from? Why was it looking for whales, and why was it destroying everything to do so? Many consider this to be a Star Trek mystery. However, there are some answers to these questions, and they were pretty easy to find. Sci-fi writer extraordinaire Vonda N. McIntyre wrote the novelizations of the Genesis trilogy, Star Trek II, III, and IV, respectively. In her Star Trek IV novelization, it gives an explanation on what the probe was and why it was traveling to Earth. The probe is known as the Traveler. It has been journeying across the stars for eons. It moves from the center of the galaxy to the rim and back again in a constant loop. It's immune to energy and matter, so it's nearly indestructible. The reason for its journey is very similar to the mission of Starfleet. Seek out new life and communicate with it. In fact, the only thing that harms the Traveler is the loss of an intelligent species it has had contact with. Just like in the movie, the novel implies that the Traveler has been in contact with the whale for thousands, if not millions of years, and that their conversations were not limited to proximity. Even from a massive stellar distance, the Traveler still heard the songs of the whales which it treasured. When the humpbacks cried out in despair as their species faced extinction at the hands of humanity, the Traveler came. However, for a spacefaring entity that has been alive for millions of years, time is relative. A three-century trip to Earth was only a short time to the Traveler. As the Traveler got closer to Earth, it sensed the silence of the whales. Grieving, it headed for the planet in hopes that there was a reason for the silence. If it couldn't find the whales, it was determined to sterilize the planet to destroy what had caused their extinction. Luckily, upon hearing the transmissions of the probe, the crew of the late Starship Enterprise was able to determine how to answer the probe and save Earth. They performed their time travel mission, went back to 1986, got some humpback whales, brought them back to the present time so the whales could, as Dr. McCoy so eloquently put it, and hope the hell they tell this probe what to go do with this cell. So what was said between the probe and the whales? Good old Vonda has the actual exchange between the whales and the traveler. Here's the exchange performed by my crewmates from FedCon, Mariah Beachboard and BJ Robinson. Why did you remain silent for so long? Where were you? We were not here, but now we have returned. We cannot explain, traveler, because we do not yet understand all that has happened to us. Who are you? Where are the others? Where are the elders? passed into the deep. They have vanished upon white shores. We alone survive. Your song is simple. Where are the tales you have invented in all this time, and where are the stories of your families? The 
traveler hesitated. It wondered if perhaps it should sterilize the planet anyway, despite the presence of the untaught singing youths. But if it began a new evolution here, the planet would be silent at least as long as it would take the traveler to circumscribe the galaxy. The traveler would have to endure the pain of the world's silence. Organic evolution required so much time. Besides, the traveler possessed very little cruelty. It could consider destroying the young singers, but the conception caused great distress. Very well. I shall, I shall anticipate young stories. Very well. well. Before I wrap up this episode, there was one other thing I wanted to know about Star Trek IV. If George, Gracie, and their unborn child are the only humpback whales on the planet, how will the species continue? Did they have to go back in time and get more humpbacks to keep them going? When he was at dinner with Dr. Taylor, Admiral Kirk said, I am from what on your calendar would be the late 23rd century. I've come back in time to bring two humpback whales with me in an attempt to repopulate the species. And anyone who studied genetics knows that two parents and one child are not enough to repopulate an entire species. They must have more. Vonda N. McIntyre's book answers this question. In the novelization, Jim, Spock, and Bones considered the possibility of cloning a whale. The problem was that a clone wouldn't have any survival skills, language, or memory of the species' history. A cloned whale would be lonely and terrified and would not have appeased the probe. Two whales could carry the species' language and be the beginning of a fresh start, but wouldn't be enough for a healthy gene pool. Presumably, after the book, cloned whales were introduced to solve this issue, or there was another time heist for whales performed. To hear more Trek nerds lovingly geek out about all things Final Frontier, check out our Star Trek-centric podcast, FedCon Federation Conversations, featuring myself, BJ Robinson, and our host, Mariah Beachward. Thank you for listening, friends, and we hope that you are truly seen by the ones you love.